everything, like there's always a moment where like, that's the last missing piece and everything links together and it's perfect. And, and that's when you know a project's been fully realized and that happened with this, um, you know, before it all even started coming together. And, and to, to be able to say that you had a moment like that means you put all, all, all the thought into it that you possibly could have. And I'm just so proud to see it all rolling out. Hey guys, James Wilson-Taylor here for Rock Sound. Now Lights is back with the brand new album, Pep. It is imminent. You've heard the singles. I'm delighted to say she is on the line to tell us all about it. How are you doing? I'm good. On my hotel floor, vibing. <laughs> Isn't that the way? That's tour life. You're about to get back into tour life. This is it now. I know. It's, it's funny. Like we were just before you were recording, we were talking about how like very uneventful the last few years have been. There's been like nothing going on. And now there's like, I'm back at it, but I have this like this um, kind of newfound love for like the the life of like constantly being on the go because I've really missed it. I mean, I literally just hustled in here and and jumped on the floor and got this set up, and I'm like, ha I'm happy to do it because I'm like not taking it for granted, you know? I'm yeah. Just doing shit. No, it's got to be. I mean, that's kind of a good place to start, really, because like I say, the records come in and everything. But before we get into the actual making of it, it, it must just be a lovely thing in general to be making music again, getting back out there to some some form of normality. I know it's not exactly the same, but you know what I mean? Like, you really are back with a brand new record, back in the zone once again. It's got to feel amazing after these last couple of years. Oh, yeah. Like... It, it's been kind of funny because I put a lot of stuff out over pandemic and even the songs like the songs from from Pep started coming out beginning of last year I put beside myself out. nobody knew it was from this record though it came out on like a tv show and then the first single was prodigal daughter came out in the fall so it's kind of like I've been putting stuff out but still just from my couch so it feels very everyone's like it's exciting you're putting your shit out I'm like is it though I'm just sitting here <laughs> you know this is me putting songs out so like it, it's like finally just starting to translate to like physical action i'm being i'm here uh, I'm, I'm in la right now starting rehearsals for the tour and the tour is around the corner and now i'm like moving my body and i'm actually like, a physical manifestation of all the action that's occurred over the last little bit and now i'm starting to get excited it feels good but even before yeah like until very recently it was very it was exciting but at a very like low climax type of way from my yeah. A more muted affair. It's nice that it's yeah. sort of back and bigger than ever again. It's good to it's see. It's also much more rewarding to like be able to see do shows and, and hear the songs back. Like you, you get a you get like a physical reward for it, and I I miss that, and I look I look forward to that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, what is always really exciting to kind of chat to us at this moment where the record's kind of just about to come out. We've had the little taste and everything. I've got to hear it, spoiler alert, and it's very, very good. But it's it's just interesting to always capture these kind of moments of when people can expect. Let's start with the actual putting together. Like you say, you know, it's been largely working from home over these last couple of years, as everyone kind of has. How did you find that writing experience? How did you find that working experience when it's not in the traditional sense? It's not, you know, as we've all known it in terms of actually being able to get in a room all of the time and working that way i actually really liked it um to be honest a lot of the songs are half the songs were written before pandemic and i was just writing uh on the go out of necessity because i was just doing a bunch of stuff so i would just work on stuff when i was home and i didn't have to build in time to have writing sessions or anything i was just working on stuff and, and i think i felt this i've been really putting a, um, a lot of focus lately on production and producing so i'm like i'm gonna just try some new new shit and and mess around in my studio and do things that I wouldn't feel brave enough to do in a session. And I think you have a little bit more 
like creative license when you're just on your own you're like i can try things and not feel embarrassed if i try something really dumb and and then just kind of run with it and so a lot of the songs started that way where i was just messing around i'm like i'm gonna rip it scream in this part and try this guitar if it could be goofy and if i was with someone i may not have made that choice um so that that was all actually before pandemic and then of course pandemic happened and, we, and i had this big list of songs already so that was when we started i started sending out stems to have some people finish the sessions i finished some songs with dylan before tim pagnata you know i just before pandemic brought in um elisa pang sang uh in the studio to sort of wrap a couple songs so i was trying to bring more women into the process records worked on 50 percent by women and i'm really proud to say that um, so it was, it was like a new, the whole process of making this record was a new process for me, y you know, even without the pandemic, it was a new, a new way for me to do things. Cause I did a lot of the production on it. A lot of songs are just written on my own. And to be honest, it was great because I felt like full control over exactly what I wanted to do and say, and what I wanted it to sound like, and had a lot of creative license just to, to have fun. You know, this is the first record release I've done with Field by Ramen and they just, They've been awesome. It's given me the at the beginning of the like, you can make whatever record you want. You know, you don't have to make like a hit pop record. Like that the pop world is is tough. You know, make a lot of these pop records that are massive have just millions of dollars behind them and tons of people and the top uh writers and producers in the world. So they're like, if you want to make like an all rock record, do it. And I was like, I'm gonna do that. So I I just went with it. It was awesome. It was a good yeah. experience. No, no, for sure. And I, I'm glad you mentioned about kind of being able to take creative control and everything, because it is something I've, I've, you know, always admired about your work, but particularly on this record, it's such a fully realized world and you can see it already. Like people have seen the music videos and stuff. The visual language is there. It all lines up. It's all really, really coherent and a part of this yeah. world. Talk to me a little bit about the inspirations behind that and, and, and developing, I guess, the visual language that we can clearly see throughout Pet Pier. Yeah, well, that that actually, I would say, is a, a result of pandemic right because this record ended up getting finished like sonically and musically pretty early on and nobody wants to release an album in a pandemic so we kind of like held on to it wrapped a few more things did final touch-ups just took the time it needed and then i sat on my ass and worked on the visual visual side of things which maybe i wouldn't have had a chance to fully realize in this way if, if i didn't have to have the whole process sort of drawn out and um i, I was able to percolate on all these ideas and the color schemes and, and how I was going to integrate it with the skin and earth world, which is through the clinic, which is basically a grand metaphor for music. You know, you plug in and get out of your head. That's the big slogan of the clinic. Like we listen to music because we want to escape our realities. So this clinic you go to, you plug in, each song is a scenario at the clinic that you can experience and be, become for the three minute duration of that experience or that song. And uh, I was, I drew a comic that I uh, just a one-off 16 page, mini series that helps tease out the songs and, and showed the connection with the skin and earth comic and uh just everything from the videos and how each of those were its own color like prodigal dollar was red salt and vinegar was yellow real thing was blue and then in my head which just came out um is all three of them and they go to clinic and it was just like it couldn't have been more perfectly orchestrated in my mind and and every now and then when you're creating you get these like epiphany moments where all you have all these ideas here 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 and you're and and suddenly one day it just all connects and it's just like yeah so it happened when i was writing the story for skin and earth right when i was writing the second arc for skin and earth everything like there's always a moment where like that's the last missing piece and everything links together and it's perfect and and that's when you know a project's been fully realized and 
that happened with this, um, you know, before it all even started coming together. And, and to, to be able to say that you had a moment like that means you put all, all, all the thought into it that you possibly could have. And I'm just so proud to see it all rolling out. And, you know, I'm spending more time than ever working on graphics and stuff for this, designing the cover of the album, like figuring out this, the sort of like vibe. It, it's like, it's like retro future, but you can't really tell what era it is. I wanted it to be sort of like, I don't know if this is futuristic because it doesn't look futuristic, but we're dealing with futuristic ideas, you know, because all the references I would pull for like being plugged in were all very like cyborg and like cyberpunk. And this is not like a cyberpunk aesthetic, but we're still doing the plug in thing. So it, it's just fun doing things that you can't find on Pinterest. You can't find reference points for it. That's when you know you're doing something fresh. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the time pays off, doesn't it? You know, like I say, it's it's so coherent. It all flows together really, really nicely, which is obviously something you want to aim for when you're doing something as ambitious as this. I'm glad we mentioned as well the fact that it does kind of tie into the wider Skin and Earth universe because that's that's such an exciting thing. This is, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is kind of the first sidestep from that. Do you know what I mean? Like you're actually yes. kind of experimenting and putting things alongside. Is that something we want to keep doing here? Is that something you want to build this universe out and out and out like that? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, like, I've been doing music for a long time. And I have fans that have stuck with me this whole time. And I, I think that they've been able to stick with me because I'm like, I, I do take pride in that I do more than just music. Like, when you're a fan of lights, you're a fan of a lot more than just the songs, like there's a whole world there. And, and I know there's a there's a faction of people that don't care about that stuff that just listen to music. That's great. But there's also a faction of people who like all the fucking nerds who love Easter eggs. Like I'm one of those people. That's why I like cons. That's why we go to cons. That's why we are fans of the things we're fans of because there's so much more there to keep you immersed in the art. And um, this is this is no different. And I think as long as I can, can keep everything like there's like a if you know you know factor to it. So there's there's inside notes there's easter eggs all through the comic all through the music all through the art and and if you've been a fan long enough you'll recognize all those things in the videos all those little markers that are kind of like a reward for sticking around so long so um you know to connect it to the skin and earth universe is is important because that's you know you're not going to create a body of work and then just leave it behind like we're going to find ways to tie this whole project together and and keep this moving and i was, I was actually i didn't want to make this one as closely tied to the comic world this album as the last one, but I was like, I gotta connect it in a way. And so it, it connects through the clinic, which is an in-world facility, but that's that's it. It's only connected through that. And and I don't know what the next album would be like, or you know, when the second arc of the comic comes out, if there's even gonna be at the clinic in it, but we know it's part of that world. So um, yeah, it's an if you know, you know situation. If you're a fan, you know that everything's gonna be connected in one way or another. Yeah, it's a nice way of doing it. Nice way of absolutely keeping all that world in one kind of place like that it's a very very cool way to do it and uh you know you mentioned before obviously the songs you know it feels like we're going into different worlds in each of these tracks everything i like what you've been doing on tiktok and the socials man to sound like an old man there but it's 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 interesting <laughs> the, playing the different characters for different songs and as much as that's fun and it's the fun sketches and everything it did make me think like is that how you thought about this album in a way did each of them feel like almost playing a different character for you that's what that's what songwriting is for me right it's like like when when i broke down sort of like the personas of each of those songs they are different facets of myself and that's the point of it right like prodigal daughter is like busting out of like religious and societal oppression that i've experienced over my years as a woman as a person who was raised religious and and owning your sexuality like that's and so you 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 have to you know she's like she's brilliant but she's also like fuck it i'm gonna be sexy you know that there's an element of me that's that but there's also 
the one who over cares what people think of them. And that's the real thing persona. And, you know, really uh, is passionate about love and, and is in, in, insecure in a lot of ways. And Zell and Vinegar is just the one who wants to fucking have snacks and smoke weed and vibe. Like we all have like these personas in us and we are all so complex that they're all mashed together. But if you boil it down to all your sides and all your moods, then it's easier to identify your needs. And so that's what these songs are for me. I mean, I'm in Prodigal Daughter. I'm going to talk about that. That's literally what I talk about in that song. Um, rediscovering yourself, owning yourself. And, you know, each of these songs are exploring different facets that I used to call it like Dr. Filling yourself. Like, you, like every time you sit down in a writing session, you're like uh, digging deep, like you're always running counseling. And uh, there is no one song that I, I say would be like, that's me in a nutshell. That's, that's so me. Like it's, you have to listen to the body of work to get all the facets. And um, yeah, I, I think it's, a, it's been fun being able to identify all those things. I, I've, you know, in the last couple of years started counseling as well. So it's easier to dig in and, and sort of be self-aware of all these components and be okay with it and be like, yeah, this is, this is who I am. I'm just like mishmash with these different personas. <laughs> Yeah, no, it makes sense. It's really interesting to see. It's interesting to see, you know, how those characters kind of personify themselves in the, in the stuff you've been putting out. I think it's really, really kind of clever. And obviously you can then hear it through the music. Um, I want to mention the album title. I always like asking people about album titles. I genuinely find it really fascinating why people choose these titles to sum up a collection. I guess with with Pep, we, you know, you associate that with kind of happiness and being upbeat and everything. Uh, it's the antithesis of the way all, we've all been feeling these last couple of years. Yeah. But it's also, you're clearly delving into like... I guess that as a kind of grander theme, finding your own happiness, finding yourself a little bit. Tell me a bit about that decision to to make this the title of the collection as a whole. It's it's great, like it's great that you were able to hone in on the dichotomy of like happiness and how we actually have been feeling over the last few years, because that's basically what this whole album is. Like even before pandemic, when all the songs started to come together, like I was going through some mental health stuff, and and like I said, I started counseling and. And I, I found that I didn't want to write sad songs. I, I, write, I write a lot of sad songs, but they always have like a tinge of happiness. But I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to write these like pep talks on it. I'm going to make myself feel like a fucking boss. And um, I would, I, I did learn, you know, we, we learn a hard way that your, your mind believes everything you tell it. And if you tell your mind, if you look in the mirror and tell yourself bad things, you're going to believe it. So why don't we pep talk, pep talk ourselves? Like I, find it very helpful when I'm stressed to look in the mirror and be like, okay, let's go. You're going to go out there and you're going to do this and you're going to do this and it's going to be great. All right. But it's like, obviously it's on a backdrop of like chaotic misery and you're just struggling, but you have to pep talk anyway. That's what a pep talk is. You don't pep talk someone who's already good. Like you, you pep talk yourself when you're feeling shitty. So that's the, the literal dichotomy of this whole project. And my body of work in general is like, you know, this bright, supportive, energetic let's fucking go you're the boss type of energy on a backdrop of just being a wreck and that's just the, the way that this all these songs came about um there's a line on the record in the song okay okay and it's my favorite line and it goes um i always say i'm the happiest sad girl you'll ever meet i'm like that's that's the that's my body of work in a nutshell that's this album in a nutshell you know it's like let's put on a happy face and fucking go because life is short and we might as well live and it's okay to feel all the fucking misery in the world as long as we fucking look in the mirror and tell yourself you're a boss and you can feel yourself for a few minutes 
Man, isn't that like the most relevant sentiment that we could possibly have in the world right now? It's so so unfortunate we're at that place. I know, right? It's so unfortunate we're in that place, but that's so true, man. That's going to fit really, really well with what's happening right now. A couple more things I want to ask you about. The most recent track, obviously, that people have heard is In My Head. And, you know, once again, working with your friend Josh Dunn, who you've worked with previously. What I love about Josh in so many ways is that, you know, even though that's not a pilot song, if I didn't know he was on that, I'd know he was on that from the minute he comes in. He's got such a distinctive play style and sound right tell me a little bit about the work process with him and and i guess why you thought he'd be perfect for that song in particular you're and you're so right he does have this like slappy energy that like really elevates a song and and this is and this is actually um a, a unique way that the song came about um so wrote the song everyone's excited about the label um i show up at mike uselin's office who's the president of fuel by and we're all just hanging out listening to music and he goes don't be mad at me but i have a surprise for you and start and plays the song that Dylan and Josh got together and put drums on it as like a surprise for me. Like who does that? It was the, it, I was like almost in tears listening to it because I mean, Josh and I worked on two songs on Skin and Earth and we actually were in the same studio at the same time for that. And he's just so generous with his time. And he, he kept being like, let me, let me wreck your songs. Let me wreck your song. I'm like, A, you're not gonna wreck my song. B, yes, please. Let's book time. Cause this is sick. Um, so it was, it was actually, it was a surprise when they showed me that he was on it. And it was, like you said, it had brought the song to a new level, like it elevated it. And I was so happy with it. And, and we were all just very excited. And I, I text him, you know, when the song's coming out and I'm like, like, thank you so much, man. Like, I'm just so thankful to have you on this project. I appreciate you so much. He's like, I literally did nothing. I, he's like so humble. I, I like, he's like, I don't know, man, if you think so, but yeah, I hardly did anything on this. I'm like, what? Like, he doesn't recognize the own his maybe i'm sure he does maybe he's being humble but he he doesn't recognize his own individuality the way he just really is just such an incredible performer and drummer and star and the, his contribution to it was just so great so I, I had to make sure he knew like it did make a big difference for the song it's not just drums it's josh dunn's drums wow that's such a good way of putting it isn't it yeah the best drummers always have a real personality about that sound and he yeah. absolutely does but loved that that was a surprise though as well what did you text him like when you when you first heard that and you got surprised what did you message him then i i literally i, I posted a video of the video i sent him oh we I'll, saw I'll this the other day yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, saw you posting yeah, this one <laughs> my god that's so good <laughs> yeah i sent him that video and and i'm like what freaking out yeah it was the best Wow, that's so funny. Absolutely love that. That's so, so good. Um, you know, we mentioned as well earlier on, you're currently in LA, so it's live rehearsals because the tour's, you know, kind of kicking up soon. What's it been like now actually getting these songs up on their feet? You know, there's always going to be adjustments. There's always going to be little changes you want to make to that live sound when, you, when you're putting out a new record like this. How's it been so far? Honestly, it's a lot of work because since pandemic, I mean, we've all experienced a lot of personal changes and I felt, you know, I had this sort of epiphany where I was like, I've been playing some of these songs, you know, like February Air, like some of the old songs. I've been playing some of these for 15 years, 10 years. And I, I like, you know, I want to feel the same excitement and passion for these songs that I did when I first put them out. So I need to overall overhaul my entire set. I need to change the band. I need to change the performance. I need to, I need to start from scratch. So I basically sort of swapped out some some band members brought in Jess Bowen to play drums on this tour. We just rehearsed for the first time yesterday and it was awesome. Um, 
and then Brody. So it's just the three of us. And we basically took every song and just stripped it back to nothing. And we're rebuilding it from start. So I can feel, so we can all feel the same spirit that I felt when those songs first came out. Because if you play something for 10 years, you're, you get into a rut, it becomes muscle memory. And then you forget what it, what it should feel like. And, and you forget what the lyrics mean. And you forget that it should be exciting to play these songs. So it, that's, that's sort of like the work I'm, I'm putting in right now, just completely starting from scratch with the set. It's totally different. Um, it's different on every level. I'm playing different instruments. We're doing things differently. I'm doing some slightly different versions of songs. I'm updating old songs. We have new songs in the mix. Um, yeah, so it's, it's exciting. It's a lot of work, but I'm not, it's not overwhelming. It's like this needed to happen and I'm excited about it again. I'm, I'm a, literally feel like a different person from the last few years because of the life changes I've made in the last few years. So I'm on, I'm in there a little rehearsal space, like loving every minute of it, but it's still a long way to go before tour can start. I'm like, ah, we, we've started from scratch here, but Jess, Jess has been amazing. She's such a good drummer and so stoked to be on the road the first time with more women than men. It's going to be a lot of Doc Martens that will get mixed up. <laughs> You can swap them about. It'll work. Yeah, it will the same shoes. Man, that's funny. I mean, it's nice to hear, you know, that, that's such an ambitious move, but really, really cool and creative to actually build up the show again. What I always liked as well in the past, you, you would throw in occasional, like, little rogue cover versions in there as well. Is that something you're considering again this time? Any more covers than that? Well, yeah, I have an interesting one that I've actually slipped into a... I'm, I'm mixing one. I'm mashing up one oh. of my songs with the cover. And uh, I'm really excited for people to hear that one. Um, it's a rancid cover. Wow. One of my songs. Well, that was unexpected. Okay, <laughs> interesting. Wow. Yeah, so it's like just having fun with stuff like that, like what, you know, what would be least expected here? Yeah. And uh, that said, I don't have a ton of like wiggle room for a bunch of songs because I have so much music out now. I'm of like, course. I can like pick two or three songs from every record before my set list is maxed out. So um, I'm not working with a ton of, of space to add in covers so i'm like working in interesting ways of doing it man that really looking forward to hearing that one i know you won't want to tell me what's mashed up with but can i ask is it a newer song or an older song that it's, you're a, it's one from little it's it's it's, it's mashed up with running with the boys actually it's oh fun. wow okay there we go yeah. very very cool man that's gonna be interesting to hear when that it is funny because the bridge of that song i'm like oh this is it's fall back down right sure. it's literally that's the bridge and i'm like why don't we just play fall back down now Man, that's going to be fun. That's going to be a really, really yeah. nice addition to the set list. I look forward to seeing how that one flows. Yeah, really um, yeah no, it makes a lot of sense. Um, Lights, I will leave you to go to rehearsals. Before I do, you know, the million pound question that I know all you UK fans will want to know, please, please tell me that, that plans are kind of getting put in place to maybe make a return to these shores at some point soon. Oh, yeah. we've been. I've been wanting to come back for so long. So for sure, there will be a pep component coming out there. I mean, it's the best. I, I remember the last tour we did there um, was one of the best tours ever. It was like, everyone sings so much louder at UK shows. <laughs> Truly, right. like I, I think about it a lot. I'm like, when I sit down and rehearse this set and I picture being in a room with people, it's always those shows because they sing louder than anyone. Yeah, it's true. I remember, I remember seeing the garage. It was the garage show last time, right in London. Yeah, that was just yeah, absolutely yeah. Huge. Oh people man, that was crazy. I yeah. loved it. Man, Sam Dunk too, as well. But Sam Dunk, we got a great reaction there That's as well, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, that was that was really fun. My God, I can't wait to come back um, and hear the singing because there's just so many moments on this record and this set list that, like, literally when I'm rehearsing, I like just start crying sometimes. I'm like, not because it's an emotional song, because I'm just thinking, I'm picturing 
what it might feel like in the setting of you know a bunch of people singing and it's exciting i miss it no it's really really exciting well i mean like i say congratulations on this record it's it's a real achievement honestly i think people can see that from the singles already but when they hear the whole thing and where it all falls together it just works really really well excited to see it in the live show best of luck rehearsals and we will see you in the uk when we see you man all the best i can't wait dude it's so good to see your face again good to see you as well man all right lights everybody (laughs) 